Selam. Merhaba. Hoş geldiniz. And welcome to episode 5 of the Dizzy Vibes podcast. I'm Ali. Hi everybody, I'm Marnie. Hey everyone, I'm Ray Ray. And just a little announcement, this is going to be my last episode for a few weeks. Oh. And we're yes. going to miss you, Ray. Ray, we're going to miss you so much. If you didn't listen to our BO episode, we made the announcement. Ray will be traveling and being on vacation for the next couple of weeks. So she will be enjoying herself, but she will be truly missed. However, we still want to include her. Dizzy Vibes podcast is not, what's the word? Complete without, without her. Complete her, the yeah, exactly. The, the heart of the podcast. So she will be sending us notes and stuff based off your reactions and even maybe voice memos that we can put in as well. Yeah, and probably be sending in like a five minute clip of what I thought of the episode just so you could, there'll be a little spice of Ray Ray during the podcast. Most definitely. And Marnie and I have some things in store for our listeners in the next couple of weeks, but we can't wait for you to get back, Ray, but we hope you have a safe trip. We hope you have a fun yes. and safe trip, Ray Ray. Thank you guys. I'm gonna miss you guys too. So, so let's jump right in. Well, we no, no, we cannot jump right back right in because we need to talk about that second fragment that these, I don't know who approved the second fragment. But we need to talk about it. So the second fragment of Ashkmantic Intercom came out and us just dying all week for a second fragment. And where's Ozan and Asra? Nowhere to be found in that second fragment. Apparently, Zumru and the Maneshke are the new leads of the show. I don't know what, who at Fox Turkey makes those fragments, but they need to get reevaluated. Well, see, I feel accountable for this because... I don't know if you girls remember when I said that Zumru and Maneshke, when I was saying that they're like my ship, I think they took it too literal because I did not mean that I want to see only Maneshke and Zumru. Like when I saw that fragment, I was like that one meme of the guy like with the big smile on his face, like waiting for something good. And then his face just drops and he's like, really, that's it? Like, are you kidding me? I couldn't believe it. I honestly think that was probably one of the worst fragments I've ever seen in my life. It was yes. pretty rough. But the it's episode like, did serve. Yeah, it's like, oh, yeah. Yeah, it's like the Slanchal Kafama fandom has a bad Ashmatic intercom. It was like, hold my beer. Well, you know what it was? Because I'm thinking maybe they purposely didn't want to show us too much of Ezon and they just wanted I guess maybe they just didn't want to spoil anything but still like give us something I don't want to watch two middle-aged women in a fragment that's not gonna get that's not doing anything for my panties it's not <laughs> and thinking about it it was mostly their scenes of the show like it was literally just the mom's scenes from the show into that fragment and a little bit more but most of that like you got the gist of what they were trying to do just be happy again that the fragment dropped after we recorded because we would have been screaming and not in a good way on last week's podcast yep so getting into this week's episode we kind of start out where we left off where Esra wakes up with Ozan next to her and who comes in Chalga and she's like freaking out oh my god Ozan about Ozan and she's like tells Esra what, what were you doing here and Esra's like oh because he took a fall for me I, I felt bad so I felt like I should have sat with him during the night and so she tells Esra okay you can leave Esra leaves and Chalga sits next to Ozan Ozan wakes up and he's like oh Chalga you've been next to me all night and Chalga she doesn't exactly lie but 
she doesn't correct him and say, no, it wasn't me. That friggin' witch, I said. What's with these twins stepping over boundaries and one on what terms? I'm telling you, they're Jamie and Cersei Lannister. Like, these twins have no boundaries and they, they're very entitled. It's getting really annoying. Oof, yeah, that's all I had to say in that moment. Well, I I got really upset because Chagra wasn't forthcoming with her response. She just stood silent and let him believe that she was there for him throughout the whole night. But what infuriated me was that Ezra had to answer to Chagra. Ezra is his wife. Okay, yeah, granted she's an ex-wife, but she has more of a right to be there next to her husband than this girl does. And it just got me so mad that Ezra had to answer to her. And Ezra, and no, I apologize, Chagra is kind of like, feels entitled to Ozan when they're just technically work friends the same way like Chinar just feels entitled to Ezra the same way they're work friends like these twins and their sense of entitlement is like really starting to upset me okay okay <laughs> how I don't even know how many minutes we're in to this episode where I'm already gonna defend okay I'm gonna have to defend Shinar a little bit here. I do agree with you, Ray Ray. I do feel that Chagra does feel like some sort of possessiveness over Ozon, like Ozon is hers. I don't think that Jinnar necessarily feels that. I think he's trying to win his way into Ezra's life. No, we'll get to his stepping over a boundary in this episode. I already have it written down. I only saw this episode once. And from what I remember, I don't remember Jinnar stepping boundaries with Ezra. Maybe you guys will change my mind. I will prove it to you with facts later but I <laughs> continuity so we keep moving on Esther leaves and she runs into Musa in the hallway and she tells Musa hey don't tell Ozan I was here Musa a little confused he's like okay whatever you say I love Musa he's my heart Musa then goes into Ozan's hospital room and relieves Chalga and Ozan is there saying I can't believe Esra hasn't called or come and Musa is like not everything is the way you think and Ozan sees Esra's jacket that she forgot and he asks who's that jacket for and Musa's like oh it must be from someone who came and visited. Name's Yoke I'm sorry. Musa was having a real hard time like holding his tongue that whole scene. Because he's a good friend. He's a good friend to Ozan and he's a good friend to Astra. I love him. And he's the biggest shipper of them too. He wants to see them happy. He's the captain of the ship. Captain of the ship. And we're all on board. So we go back to the neighborhood and Ezra is there talking with Zeno and her mother. And she's talking about what she saw at the hospital and how she's not jealous. And she's mad at Chagla for not saying that Ezra was there, but saying that she was there with him all night. And Zeno pimes in and she's like, I think you're being ridiculous. You should tell him the truth. And Ezra's basically be like, I'm not going to tell him the truth. I'm going to keep it a secret. He can ha- he can live his life happily with Chagla, basically. And Vanessa comes through and she's, you know, she's like, I don't know why you're saying this. Basically protecting Ozan. And I thought that was really nice of her to do so. And then Ezra even states, you're always protecting him, even when we were married, which usually is not how you see the mother-in-law, particularly protecting the son-in-law during that marriage. I don't like that. She should protect her daughter at all costs, especially with the way Ozan treated her during their marriage. No, no, which brings up to like, I really would like to more know about their past because I just, I do want to know what people saw on the outside because it looked like they kept that stuff very private. So I just, I would like to know, like, did she tell her mom all the stuff that he did, vice versa kind of thing? Or was it just like in the inside, they kept it a secret? I'm pretty sure like Esther with her type of character, she wouldn't have really like 
told her mom so much even if maybe may or maybe at one one point or another she tried to open up to her mother and she didn't get she got this kind of response so she stopped doing that because Esther is like yeah she talks but she's a closed off person i just like to see more flashbacks of that to see you just want Ozan to be some kind of hero when you in reality you know he's really not <laughs> no no <laughs> You just want one big scene where it proves Ozan was this amazing husband. Well, I ain't there because he wasn't. No, I feel for Ezra. Um, I did like Zaino though coming in as a friend. She should. She was just serving this whole episode. She said to Ezra, she said, oh, what are you only allowed to hold hands with someone? Because Ezra kept going on about how Chaga was holding hands with Ozan. And she just basically stated the facts. I don't even know what to say about this because Ezra knows it's obviously like not reciprocated and she doesn't even think of Chanar like that. She knows Chaga likes Ozan. Because of what? Like the last couple episodes where Ozan didn't say that he was not dating someone, but he was just like playing with her. So she's still yeah. on that. Yeah, she actually is. I don't know where it was in the episode, but she does mention that she's like Ozan hinted that he was dating with, so with someone that's obviously Chaga with the way they described it. With, with what she's seen. So moving on, we get to like Zumaru and Maneshke because obviously they're the leads of the show. And Zuma is really bored without her credit cards. And then they hear a voice from the void that's saying, hey, they need to elect a new district president. And after hearing about the salary, Zumra decides she's going to run. And Alif is encouraging her too because Alif just wants to get rid of her mother. And then we cut to Maneshke's where Neri Man comes to talk to Maneshke. She's like, hey, Maneshke, you should run for this election. And Maneshke's like, oh, no, I can't. I'm really busy. And... Iko also hears about the salary, and after Iko hears about the salary, he gets his mother to run. So we kind of just end that with uh, Zumru and Maneshke both putting their names into the race. And it's gonna it's gonna be an interesting one because these two ladies going head to head, it just it, it came for a wild ride. I wonder what like their job is gonna be like their day to day once they are district president. Because not only is Maneshke running a restaurant, but she's wants to be a district president as well. Can you guys imagine Zumra will actually be like literally running around the whole town yelling at people. You would just hear her from a mile away with her like bangles and her screaming and running with her little purse. Like I can't even imagine. I would not vote for her. I would rather vote for like a dog or something. As soon as you hear Zumra coming, you'd be like, Zumra's coming. Run away. And they all hide as soon as they start hearing the gold bangles. Like she's already power hungry and it goes to her head. Imagine her having authority over the town. Like there'd be no one left in that town besides her and her family. Everybody would, would move away. Please, you know that's her. Actually, no, that's not her ultimate goal because her ultimate goal is to flaunt her wealth. Yeah, she needs exactly. people to stay there. Yes. Imagine if what Marnie said is true, that just everyone left the town and she says she's just standing all around. She'd be like, what did I do? Honestly, <laughs> I see her doing that. Like, she's just like, nah, nah. Oh, well, we my definitely God. see her um, cluelessness happens throughout this episode you yep. definitely see that come out i was just gonna say that i listened to um our first episode where we talked about these characters and you said zumru and i said oh i love her i was thinking you were saying maneshke and that's who i meant i just want to put on record i love maneshke zumru every time somebody puts on the timeline or in the group chat like i love zumru i comment back with like emison because i'm generally concerned this is my thing with zumru her scenes are like funny 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 then she does something a little bit too far and then i'm like zumru which is like how all the other characters react to her actually <laughs> after that so they both have their names in the race and so then we cut to these two scenes we're going in between the company where Estra is and uh the car where Chaga is driving 
was on home. And so Astra, as she's going into the company, she gets a list of groceries that she needs to get for Ozan. And at the same time, Chaga is driving Ozan home and he's sad that he hasn't heard from Astra yet. Astra is preparing all these groceries for him and she's like, Ozan doesn't like any of the stuff. Because she knows her husband too well. She does. And that's why she gets some stuff that he does like, like tangerines, the symbolism. And she prepares the coffee the way he likes it. But as she's preparing the coffee, she spills coffee on herself and basically goes to clean it up. As she's cleaning it up, while she's wearing Ozan's t-shirt, she hears Ozan and Chaga coming in. She goes and hides in the closet. Chaga and them are having conversation and Chaga's like, oh, I heard the, the photos were well of you and Ezra. And Ozan says, oh, it would have been better if you were there because he's obviously still upset that Ezra hasn't made an effort to say like, how are you or how, you know, how are you doing? And so he's trying to bad mouth basically Ezra and he sees tangerines. He would only know that Ezra knows about tangerine. It's their fruit, quote unquote. And he needs to change his shirt so he goes to the closet he opens the closet and obviously Ezra's there and he's all panicked and then she calls him a hypocrite for having Chagla in because he's been saying previous episodes like you're dating Jannar this is not a right and they're having like a moment time so she's just calling him a hypocrite yes and one thing I just wanted to add in now that I think about it do you think he noticed the tangerines were off because after they got divorced he couldn't eat tangerines anymore oh my god yes what the heck? oh my gosh that makes it so much worse Ray Ray do you think like tangerines were their fruit and he just he couldn't digest it anymore and he couldn't even look at tangerines because they hold such a special memory uh, honestly what you said makes so much sense because when he saw the tangerines he got that flashback it's like if he already was eating tangerines and he was already used to eating them without her he wouldn't have gotten a flashback so he most likely never touched tangerines after their divorce it's the shame what did the tangerines ever do to him <laughs> and so was well, kind of gets upset because esther's like because he asked Astro, what are you doing here? They're like, they gave me a list of groceries they gave you. And that's what I was doing. I was coming to give you your groceries. He's like, oh, you didn't come here on your own. He's like, if this happened to you, I would have been there in a second. And Astro's like, well, Chaga's there. Why am I needed? And then we flash to a quick scene between Chaga and, and Sinar. And basically, Chaga feels feeling guilty that she doesn't correct Ozan when he thought she was the one who stayed by his bedside table. And Shinar is just like, tells her sister, it's okay that you withhold the truth from a man that you want to be with. It's okay to try to get a girl or a guy and lie to them in the process. I did I'm not take it that way, but okay. <laughs> I'm exaggerating here. Shinar uh, <laughs> is a bad influence his sister well this is this is where i did get really disappointed with him because in any other circumstance a white like maybe if there was like a one of my friends or my sisters said a white lie to a guy that they'd like i would have been like oh okay like you know you shouldn't be lying to someone but dude this guy was in the hospital he could have seriously gotten hurt he so had much amnesia 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 we don't, we don't say that word on this podcast okay so i'm gonna start bleeping it Yes. I, bleep. I don't know if, I, if, I, if I'll be able to do that, but I'll, I'll try. But I just got really, like, I was just really disappointed. I thought back into, like, how I would have, have reacted if my sister came to me and told me that. I would have been like, this man was in the hospital. He could have gotten more seriously hurt than he was. And he woke up and he saw you and he asked you if you stayed with him all night and you lied to him. You should have been straightforward with him. And I mean, I don't see that as like a little white lie, even though Jannar was like, oh, you know, it's just a like a little lie because you're in love with him. It's like, no, but if you really love someone, you don't lie about spending the night with them. You spend the night with them. Yeah. And you don't take credit 
even though, okay technically she didn't know but you don't take credit for something like that you know yeah you don't you really don't you just be like no like or you could have she could have just told him i just found out minutes ago and as soon as i found out like i rushed over here and i want you to know that i'm here for you like i'm here yeah and that would have still had this i in my opinion had the same effect that wasn't oh. a fart that was my chair <laughs> that was my chair i did not fart i'm not out so <laughs> oh my gosh so no, Ellie we, snores. Oh yeah, uh, only only snores. So we go back to Ezra and Ozan, and can I just say that Ozan's face when he saw Ezra in his shirt, he was like so shocked, dude. She's your wife. <laughs> I know, and he gets but so it, shy around her. Yeah, but it reminds me of when Ezra saw Ozan without his shirt for the first time. I was watching that clip today, and I just find it really funny, but also cute in a sense. And then Ozan has to help her zip the dress, which again he's a little uncomfortable about. Um, he like questions her about the tangerines and she's like no it was on the list and he said oh can i see the list and she said oh i threw it away and then he lets her go but he's still like questioning her the amount of edits let me just before we move on the amount of like edits that i've made that i've seen make that zip up the dress into some 50 shades of gray type thing chef's kiss it was such a hot moment i thought it was really cute and again i just love them being awkward with one another well that's yeah. the thing like i mean my advice to them because i'm not biased at all in this you know i don't care at all i would tell them why are you guys putting your clothes on take them off like just <laughs> Do whatever you need to do, like, to relieve that awkwardness. Like, just relive those moments. Like, that's all you guys got to do. And see what happens. Just have a sleepover. Sleepover solve everything. Look what it did for Circa and Aneda. And I'm just going to assume it was a sleepover since they cut to the next morning. Anyway. <laughs> Well, like, then that brings me to, like, the flashback. I want to know more flashbacks, and I want to see, for both of them, were they really, like, that lovey-dovey couple prior to... Him quitting his you know, job? No, not quitting. Yes, maybe. Okay, during the quitting his job. But I just, I want to see where they, each other's physical support for one another, as well as like emotional and financial kind of thing. You're really trying to just make up things for Ozan. Well, well, we know Ozan wasn't financially supportive in the relationship. Yes. And I, I love Ozan. But just because I love a character doesn't mean that I choose to blindly see the flaws of that character. And characters, you know, every character has flaws and they need to be called out on that. And I feel like Ozon, as much as an Ozon fan, the way that he let his wife support his family, which is, you know, just him and his wife, and be the breadwinner and work her butt off at like two, three, four jobs while he's on a computer. Like every, all of us have our dreams. Like imagine if I just quit my job right now and I told my dad and my dad was supporting me. How would I be able to like look my dad in the eye and be like, yeah, my dad's working hard and my dad's doing all this where well, I'm over here chasing my dreams. My dad has dreams too, right? We all have dreams and Ozan, your dream's important, but your wife's dreams are just as important as yours. You guys are a team. You guys are a couple. You guys need to both support each other and lift each other up. When I was defending Ozan in our first episode and I was saying like he believes in his abilities it's like yes like believe in yourself believe in your abilities but you got to make those sacrifices because once you achieve that great success it's much more rewarding i i agree and one thing too is we never really like we never really dived into what Esther really wanted like what are Esther's dreams that's something i would love for kind of the show to get more deep into because this whole show is about how Ozan achieved his dreams and like Esther supported him. 
but I want to learn more about kind of like a deeper dive into like what Esther imagined to her, for herself before she kind of got freaked out by her parents' fire. Well, I think now her dream is just to be successful at the company. She's really pushing on that. But um, I agree. I would like to know what her her goal was before the marriage and such. Mm-hmm. So we're going into now, we're going back to the neighborhood and we see Zimru. She's sitting there, she's coming up with campaign slogans and Alif goes to Eco and says she needs her mother to win the election so she would stop bothering her and asks if Maneshka can remove herself from candidacy. And Eco's basically like, no. And he says his successful win is going to take his career to, career to the next level. And Alif is like, what are you going to do? And he's like, consulting. Listen, as someone who comes from the IT industry, you know, even Ali and Marnie, you guys might get this, but consultants get paid a lot to do nothing. No, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, and I was thinking about this, why he's he's also a big shipper of Ozan and Ezra getting back together. And I was like, what does he have involved in this? Like, why would he, like, not only maybe he does have a heart for his sister to see her happiness, but I think it's mostly because Ozan has the company and has money. So he's thinking if, if Ezra and Ozan get back together, he could probably maybe get in the company consulting, quote unquote. <laughs> like that was such a, like a joke to me that it's just when he said consulting, because I've worked with consultants who get paid a lot to do nothing. If anyone from my work is listening for, to this, no, you aren't. And so that's where I was like, yep, Eco would fit, fit, fit it right in. But yeah, that was pretty obvious from the beginning that he wanted Astra to get back with Ozan just because of the money. That's why he took the money. Exactly. And then it goes to Jannar, which is the moment I've been wanting to say since the beginning. Jannar meets Ezra after she came down from Ozan's place. And he's like, hey, like talking. He says, why were you at the hospital? And I texted you girls when I watched that scene. And I literally said, who are you to ask? (laughs) Like I said, I only watched this episode once. And I don't remember exactly the subtitles. But I also think it's important the way that one kind of directs their speech, like their tone of voice. And I don't think that Jannar was being disrespectful when he asked. I think he was just asking in a way where it was as respectful as he could ask. Like, yeah, he was overstepping boundaries by asking her why she was at the hospital. But I don't think that he meant it in a way that would come off as like, rude or as like um negative and I, and I and Ezra didn't take it wrong either she like started laughing she's like wait how would you know that I was there but she didn't say it like in a weirded out way I think she was kind of like confused on how he knew and he and I don't I forgot how Chanar knew that she was at the hospital the Chagatan yeah yes and I think the difference for me is if Chagat didn't tell him and he found out from like a staff member or stuff or Musa I would get that I'd be like okay that's fine but it was the way that Chagat told him and he was like oh I'm gonna bring this up to get it out of her is what I can say it but you're right like tone could definitely change but again I'm just like who are you to ask kind of thing yeah but I agree with you 100% there Ali like you have no right sir but also, I do see Marnie's point that maybe he was just asking in a casual way. No, no, no. Like, that's not what I meant. Like, we we know why he was asking. Like, he wanted to know why she was there. I don't fault him for wanting to know because I know that when I have liked a guy before, sometimes I will be a little bit more, I guess, like, forthcoming or a little bit more assertive. And 
I mean, I don't think that he's suspicious of them at all. I think he just generally wanted to know, like, why were you there? Like, cause he's like, dude, like I've only ever seen you guys hate each other. So like, why would you go? And she's like, oh, I went because he, he took that lamp in the head for me. And he's like, oh, okay. Yeah. Like that makes sense. Yeah. But then it doesn't stop there with our Janar. Um, one of the team members, one of the other interns is doing some research and finds out that he is siblings to Chagla. <laughs> I have to interject here just because I have to just talk about Chinar and see how he's an idiot because Gaia is like, oh, they have the same last name. And I'm just thinking here, Chinar, you idiot. You couldn't think of to enter as a different with a different last name as your sister. You guys already look alike. And if you have the same surname, it's going to already cause some suspicion. Another reason why I hate Chinar. He doesn't want his identity known because he doesn't want people to think that he only got that position or he's here because of his family, right? I think that, and I think he doesn't, I think he doesn't, basically later in the episode, the way Zimmer X, when she shows up to the company because Ozan is her son, they don't want Chinar to act like the same way. And plus they don't want people to treat Chinar differently because he's child of a sister. Brother. <laughs> oh, that was <laughs> his brother. Brother, her brother, her, her brother. brother. Oh, her brother. we can't get it right. We can't get you it know, right. It's because I haven't eaten. I'm, I'm hungry. That's what I think. That makes sense, or what they're he's trying to keep secret at. But I guess the secrets cat's out of the bag. So good luck, Janar. We cut to Ezra and Musa, and that's where Musa gives her her jacket back and Musa's really concerned he's like why don't you want Ozan to know he I think he deserves to know and she says he doesn't deserve to know and you can just see like how sad Musa is again the biggest shipper captain of the ship I only care about Musa's happiness no one else because but when Asan gets back together Musa will be happy you see what I did there I did see that didn't you say I think you tweeted when you were watching it that I can't wait till they get together because then Ezra and uh, Musa can make fun of Ozan. I'm waiting for that too. Yes, because it's going to happen and I'm so excited for it. <laughs> um, oh. We go up to Ozan. He decided to stay home during that workday. So he eats an orange. He he goes, throws the orange peel away, and then he finds the list. Yeah, so he finds the list and he sees that, oh, hey, no tangerines on the list. Big surprise. And he kind of just, he's like, ugh, Estra, ugh, what, what am I going to do about you? But you can, and this is, again, me boasting about Ilhan's acting. You can just see, I just, it's a feeling you get when you see his his delivery in that scene where you could tell in the back of his, like, on the back of his lips, there's like a tiny smile because he's secretly happy that Estra got all the stuff that he really likes and that she remembers all the stuff that he really likes. But again, it's not a game to them. He, I really do think he cares that she cares for him. Oh, absolutely. And yeah, he's questioning like, it too, a little bit more. Like, what do you mean? Questioning what? whether she cares? Well, yeah, you see it. Like, she questions her, like, throughout this episode and even moving forward, like, why are you doing this to me kind of thing he's happy but but that's the thing he can't say i'm happy you're doing this for me but he's always just like why are you doing this to me yeah and he's getting more confused like 
because one minute she's like, I never loved you, but one minute he's doing all these things for her. I would be confused too on both ends. And you know what would help this whole confusion is if they just talk. Just talk. That's it. Yes. Communication. I thought you were going to say have a sleepover. (laughs) After you talk, have your little sleepover. (laughs) Talking and sleepover. That's what they need. That's what we all need. Um, I mean, to happen to the show. (laughs) Not me personally. Whoa, 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 whoa. Say that for your therapy session. <laughs> this is my therapy session. Okay. Going into Zoom Root, um, the lovely Zoom Root. She wants to bring the sea of Istanbul to the neighborhood or the area, which they're calling it the yard. Or was that just a translation error on the English subtitles? They call it the yard. I have no idea what the sea of Istanbul is. And the, or yeah. what the yard of Istanbul is. I yeah. just think it's something. I think the point that's, I think the message that's trying to come up, uh, come across is she's trying to do like unrealistic things for the neighborhood. She's promising the neighborhood unrealistic things. And Tazi Rayhan says, I finally learned the side characters' names, y'all. It only took seven episodes. <laughs> Tazi Rayhan basically says, You have to be reasonable. Like, you have to make some yeah. reasonable promises. And Alif is just like encouraging her mother, no holes barred, encouraging her mother to do whatever she wants because that's how much she wants to get rid of her. I would like to see more of Alif's story too. I think she's a good character to have or to I, witness. I agree. I would like to see what Alif was doing during their marriage, actually. Well, we did see that flashback of her on the wedding day um, where she said those nice words to Ozan. So we got to see a little bit of that. But I agree. Again, I just want many more flashbacks if they're going into this. Over across the street is Ezra was first against her mother, I guess, entering the candidacy. Yeah, she's like her. Yeah, she's like, oh, her mother doesn't have time to do all this. But after she hears that her mother would be going against Zumru, she she's like, nope, her mom needs to win. Ezra comes up with the idea of feeding the neighborhood is campaigning. Because that's what, yeah, Manasha is good at cooking. Yep. And what's the way to a voter's heart through their stomachs? Most definitely. So at this time, it's evening, and Ezra and Zainab or Zaino are having a discussion, and then Ozan and Musa are having a discussion. Ezra's still insisting, like, why she should tell. Um, Ozan that she stayed with him when he looked so happy with Chagla and Zeno saying like I know Ozan he would not do that you need to tell him um and at the time um she grabs her phone and she's like talking to her and and Ezra's like not paying attention and Zainip messages that to Ozan saying I stayed with you at the hospital and she said oh I sent Ozan this and Ezra freaks out tries to grab the phone you cannot delete a message. Yeah, you can. On WhatsApp, you can. That's oh, you can? Yeah. Oh, they I use didn't know that. Little... Apologies. Yeah, you use this. Um, there's this app called WhatsApp that they, like everyone uses in the Middle East. And if I send you a message, I can delete it before you see it. Oh, I didn't know that. Thank you for informing that. <laughs> no problem. <laughs> um, so anyway, she deletes the message. And then Ozan is still mad talking to Musa about 
Ezra not caring. And he, he basically saying like, she didn't come to the hospital. She doesn't care. But yet she bought me tangerine. I'm so confused. And you can literally see like Musa about to like just burst. He wants to say it so bad. And he gets up and grabs the phone. And they're still arguing. And he gives it back to Oz on the phone. And he said, it's from Ezra, but it's deleted. And he's mad. And then Ozan's like, I'm going to get a hacker to get this message. Like, oh my gosh, you can't just ask her. You want to get, you know, your back-end buddies to help you see this message. Ozan be doing the most when he can just make a simple phone call. <laughs> exactly. And Zeno, being the friend she is, is like, you're jealous. And Estra just goes in. She's like, I'm not jealous. I'm not jealous. I'm not jealous. I'm just like, why are you always He's lying? lying. <laughs> Why you always lying? Stop lying. <laughs> that should be their song. I'm gonna. Oh my god! I'm gonna make an edit to that song. <laughs> of all their lies, I love Just that. Anytime they say a lie, with the captions, "Why you always lying?" Oh, I would say my, that. That's Just my next don't, edit. Just don't do just don't do that edit for um Ada and Bot Oinu because your edit would probably be like a good a good full episode long. Girl, don't you dare come for my girl Ada. No, I'm not coming for Ada. She's my she's my baby. She's my angel, but like I said, I see flaws in characters because you're supposed to see them as as an audience. And that's where they overcome. So we are um team Ada, Ezron, Ozon. Bora, but you know, we also know that they're human and they're gonna have their little flaws and Ada just happens to be in a lot of lies right now. But that's for that's for B.O.'s episode. That's for B.O.'s episode. <laughs> so the next morning it's the office. Ezra again sees Ozan and Chagla together and she gets jealous. And Ozan pulls Ezra into the meeting room and he asks her what the message was. And she says, oh, I meant to send it to Zainab, but I sent it to you as an accident. I'm sorry. And he's like, well, what was it? And she's like, oh, it was nothing you wouldn't understand. And then the music changes. And um, what happens? He holds her against the wall and I all our jaws dropped and everything dropped and we were just staring and staring and that music they put over that was weird but you just you just tune out the music and you just look at them and they were beautiful and it was so hot and we were just as hot as Estra. that's what we needed in this show like just that chemistry that passion that hotness of these characters that's what we want we get to see Ozan being the man instead of the whiny little baby he is. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Can I just say, I thought, am I dreaming? Is this a dream? Because like knowing a Dizzy, this has to be a dream. Sure enough, I was. it wasn't a dream. But the music just made it a little bit like American Psycho and not Fifty Shades of Grey. So that's why I thought it was a dream. <laughs> yes, well, I, I actually agree with that. I got like um from his other Dizzy, the Rama one. Where he was like, like that mafia character, like that's yeah. that's who I saw in that moment, and I was like, yes, sir, like serve me that, like yes, I love it. Ooh, I watched one of I've I watched one of his scenes with Jamray um, Jamray Jamray today, and I was like, dang, he plays a villain really well. I hope he's in another mafia. He does it well. So in that, so it was a little little steamy. Yeah. Yes. So he tells her he found the shop shopping list and Astro suddenly he's like, no, she's like, all those are coincidences. And she leaves after that and she's fanning herself because Astro was just as hot as we were. 
after that scene and she goes back to her, her desk and she not Trinar is there my mood killer not marnie's mood killer <laughs> well well in this episode i i am agreeing with you girls a little bit more on on Jinar, but but i still don't see him as a a like uh how do you say i guess like overstepping too much as i know you girls think he is well in the next scene Jinar is trying to be nice and invites ezra on a boat ride that night and i think ezra said yes ezra's i think she, yeah she says yes because i think she thinks it's like a group friend thing but then that office girl that found out Janar was by the way too many gold diggers in this show just want to put that out there wait which ones the office girl that gets Janar a coffee she doesn't get ezra a coffee because she oh, knows yeah. that Janar is part of the company but she yeah. never thought about him cute in the beginning episodes I don't know how, like, if, okay, if Janar was, like, one of my coworkers, I would have tried something <laughs> in the beginning. I'm being honest, I think Janar's really cute. Run. I know Ray Ray hates him, or run. she doesn't like how he looks either. Run, Weasley, run, <laughs> run, 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 Weasley, what did you say? Oh my god. I'll send you the link to the YouTube video. You see Ron Weasley, I see Augustus Waters, and then Janar is just really their child. Oh my god. <laughs> and so Janar, yeah, and basically Astra gets like nosy in her cute way and she's like, what's going on between you two? She's bringing you a coffee, eh? Eh? Wink, wink. Eyebrow raise, eyebrow raise. This is a podcast. I can't really do it. Oh, and she gets no, but it's like Ezra's like, oh, this is the girl for you, basically, kind of thing. Yeah, and Shannara is just like kind of just trying to brush her off because he doesn't want Ezra to think there's anything going on between them. And so we go back to their neighborhood, and Manashke makes a bunch of food, is campaigning, and as she's doing that, Zumrit comes in with her table, sets up, sets it up, and attracts people, and basically. Maneshke and her husband and Echo go to Zumrit's table and they kind of go back and forth, back and forth until like, your son took a lamp for my daughter and we had to spend a night in the hospital. And then when Zumrit hears this, she apparently had no idea. She runs off and she's like, oh, Gusha! And honestly, Maneshke always like, she hits where it hurts and I love her. <laughs> I'm sorry, I don't mean to be like laughing at her saying that, but Ozan was fine, so it was okay, but she just knows how to get Zumra in her weak spots. Yeah, in like a funny way. It's not like below the belt, but it's just enough to be like, that's funny. It's enough to be that's on the belt, not below the belt. Yeah. And so guess who shows up at the office? Zumru. Zumru. Zumru shows up at the office, runs into the meeting, bear hugs Ozan, and Ozan's sitting there confused. Zumrit's freaking out. She's like, you really you really took a fall for Estra? And basically, Ozan tries to play it off. He's like, yes, I did. It's okay. Everything is fine. And someone comes in and is like, Ozan, you have guests. And then, then he goes to tell Zumrit that if you stay in this room and take off this button that you're wearing for 10 minutes, I'll give you back your credit cards. And she sh and she's like a puppy dog. And she's like, okay. 
But knowing Zumbro, she cannot stay in the office or keep to her word. So she leaves the meeting room and goes to the floor where all the interns and everyone's working on their computers and laptop and basically thinks that she runs the show and is telling people what to do, like get off your phone, stop talking to your coworker kind of thing. And Ezra hears her lovely mother-in-law and tries to hide behind her computer. And Janar's like looking at Ezra, like, what are you doing? And she's still trying to hide. Um, Zoomer's walking around. She thinks that Ezra's napping and she goes over to her. So basically, Ezra just made her a bigger target than she needed to. And Zoomer is saying, How old are you? We find out her age and you know, here's Zoomer going below the belt saying, you should be married and have a family, not be an intern. And then she's like, oh, my God, my son is such an angel doing God's work, hiring everyone. And Chernar's like, ma'am, who the hell are you? And she's like, me, I'm Ozan's mom. And then everyone gets up and it's like, who's Denise? Yeah, it starts like working and pretending that they're doing their job. And then that's when Zoomer is like, no. Why didn't she get up right right away when I came? She's like, I don't like that. Basically, thinking she runs a place because it's her son's company. And Ezra says to to Zumru, Ozan's office is that way in case you forget because of your age. And then Zumru snap. Basically, that was her mom moment right there. I think Ezra learned that from her mom. And then Zumru says to all the coworkers that she's a snake. Again, which, which again, I'm okay with that because that's some Slytherin attitude right there, Ezra. Wait, what are you okay with? That Zoomer called her a snake, and I'm like, that's okay because that's some Slytherin energy that no. Ezra was giving off. She's, she's talking crap about her to her like superiors. It's not okay. I don't like that. I know, but like, what did you expect? Anything from Zoomer like that? Gosh, that, that's my th- that's my thing with Zoomer. She's being funny until she takes it too far. And as Zoomer is also walking, she sees Chalga, and she just like has this moment in the notebook. It's like a notebook style, and like seeing their love for the first time, and like that's how she looked at Chalga, and she's become more in love with it, more in love with her in that second than Osana was ever in love with her. Yes, she thought she was like an angel, a melek, as you may say. And she was like sent from for her son. She's the perfect person. She doesn't even know her. And she thinks she's the one for her son. She's so ridiculous, I swear to God. So we go into back to the office where Zoomer has pulled Shagla back into the meeting room, acting like she's been there this whole time, if you didn't catch that, because she wants her credit cards. Um, is talking with Chagla about how they have old money and implying that they're royal. Little do they know that's not the case. And then, of course, Ezra walks in with the coffee, being the good daughter-in-law she is, because Zumari asked her to. So Esther walking in with her coffee, and basically Esther thinks that Zumari is thanking her for the coffee and like calling her really nice. But as soon as she finishes her sentence... Zoomer goes from looking at Estra to looking at Chalga and basically saying these kind words were meant for Chalga. And basically, in that scene, Zoomer and Estra are going back and forth with each other and giving each other backhanded comments through Chalga saying a daughter-in-law would never do this, a mother-in-law would never do this. And 
Zoomer says if Chaga was her daughter-in-law, she wouldn't do something like that. And Esther's like, she would. Zoomer, they're like, I wouldn't, she would. I wouldn't, she would. And then Ozan comes in. And basically, he says, like, time to get up, mother. And she's like, wait, let me say goodbye to Chaga. And then Zoomer, playing her games, when she's on her way out of the building with Ozan, she tells him to come to dinner. So we cut to the marketing slash sales department. And then Esther comes in, and Shannara makes fun of her, saying how she's the person who always has to make coffee and serve coffee. And he's like, come on, let's go. Let's go get some coffee. Esther says she can't because of her mother's election. And basically, Shannara starts sucking up, starts massaging her back, which eh, kind of iffy to me. None of my friends ever gave me a back massage. One of my friends touched me like that. I, 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 no, no thank you. Yes, Especially like, at work. Like, if I was Ezra, I would have been, he, they could have gotten reported. Yeah. Yes. So I'm just like, oh, like, you know, outside of work, like, if you guys are friends, I mean, I don't, I personally wouldn't let my guy friends massage me, but I, I'm, I'm sure that there's other people out there that are okay with that. But in terms of you're at your workplace, like, just don't be touching the other person because you could get reported. Yep. I would have loved Ozan to have seen that scene. No. No, just made it even worse. No, but he would have pulled Janara aside and be like, we don't do that to people of our employees. But, like, he would be like, don't touch my wife ever again. Thanks. (laughs) And then we get to, and basically Janara's like, oh, he would vote for Maneshka, and then they can go on the boat to celebrate. I think this boat is going to come back up again, and he's going to try to take Esra on a date there. And something there's always a yacht and a dizzy, so I'm not surprised. A yacht's either really good thing happens on yachts or really bad things happen on yachts. There's no in between. And so then we go back to Maneshke's, and Zumer is there buying food for the dinner that she said she would cook for Chalga, but of course, Zumer probably can't cook. And she's buying this dinner, and Zumer and Maneshke doing their usual back and forth. And then basically Maneshka kicks Sumeru out. And then where do we cut to, Marty? We cut to, which I just saw right now, is the Lannister house, which is Chagra and Jinnar's house. This is where I was really weirded out and I had to text um, Ray Ray and Ali. This was too much for me. It was way too much. So Jannar comes and he sees Chagra and she comes out in in a very low V-cut short dress and she does a twirl for her twin brother and he goes bye 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 and he's like I'm gonna be blinded by your beauty and he's like so amazed with how beautiful she is and he tells her that um, if if she was going to a wedding that the husband would leave his wife to go with her and I have my hands on my head and I'm like, oh my God, if my brother were to ever tell me something like this, I would disown my brother and I would go tell my dad because I'd be like, my brother needs help. Like something is wrong with him. And honestly, like my brother sees me as a donkey. Like my brother's not going to compliment me more than like, oh, you look all right. Like you look good. Like he's not going to be telling me, wow, you're so beautiful, Marnie. Like, oh my God, I'm blinded by your, by your beauty. I'd be like, bro, calm down. Like this is, this is weird. And that just, yeah, that weirded me out. And I know it weirded out Ali and Ray Ray even more. 
Yes, and let's go back to the dress. Like, sister, like, wear whatever, wear whatever you want. Like, women's empowerment. But, like, you kind of look like you're going to, like, a nightclub and not going to meet your possible, like, mother-in-law that, well, you think is your possible mother-in-law. She can wear, like, she could freaking go wear whatever the heck she wants. But, like Ray Ray said, like, there's, like, a time and a place for everything. And when you're meeting the what you think is uh, like your potential mother-in-law, you want to dress accordingly. You want to be a little bit respectful to your elders. Um, but she just said, you know what? You know what? Meeting mother-in-law at three, a nightclub at eight. That's what she said. <laughs> that's the Lannister housework. <laughs> and that's why I love Iko and actually Estra because... Their sibling relationship is so realistic. Iko is there for their when it matters. Like their sibling relationship is so much more realistic. That that's how I am with my brothers. And that's like I think that's like a, a normal, ordinary like relationship with like between a sister and a brother where you guys always like bump heads, but then like you guys are there for each other like through and through. And I very much doubt that if Ezra were to come out in a beautiful dress and look absolutely gorgeous, I doubt Echo would have any other reaction more than you look good sis that's it yes i agree oh my gosh like imagine the flashback if they give us when ezra came out in her wedding dress and that's what Eco said oh, that'd be so cute he would say you, you look good sis, sis then make fun of her for something exactly so what happened at the lannister house again was that chalga realizes she doesn't have the address and she doesn't know where she's going and she calls Ozan. She's like, hey, like, where's the address? And we're going to dinner, right? Ozan is confused for a second because he doesn't realize his mother invited Chagaf for dinner. But then he realizes it, what his mother did. And he's like, I'm going to pick you up. And so as Ozan is walking out of the office, he runs into Estra. He's like, Estra, Chagaf's coming over for dinner tonight. And she cannot see you. And, Ch and Estra's actually rightfully mad she's like this is my own neighborhood and i have to hide in my own neighborhood just to serve ozan's needs i guess ozan trying to keep his boxes in place are slowly unraveling yes that's what i thought too i was thinking about his like how he has his boxes in place and how he really doesn't want one box to interact with another box but but in that moment you know, it's soon unraveling, but like you said, she points out, like, this is my home. Why should I hide in my neighborhood? Then she says to him, I don't like your actions that you're doing right now. I don't like how you're acting, basically. So then Ozan and Chagra, they go to Zumrut's house because Zumrut invited Chagra for dinner. And Chagra's in her, you know, very questionable dress to go meet her possible mother-in-law that she assumes could be her possible mother-in-law but oh my god when ozan and chagra see zumru when she opens the door zumru is dressed in like super formal like elegant royal type of outfit and she has her hair like pinned up and everything and ozan's face is just like what the heck like this is not my mom it's like who are you and what have you done with my mother exactly because honestly that is not zoom room she was like princess diana like queen elizabeth uh, no. yes let's put queen elizabeth we don't want to insult princess diana yes oh <laughs> true and so that's when um chagra gives zoom like some gift 
and Zermut's like, uh, she sees the gift. She's like, oh, this is beautiful. This is art. And everybody's like, oh, that ain't art. That's a vase. And she's like, you guys just don't understand art like me and Chagra do. And Chagra's looking at her like, uh, yeah, okay. So they have dinner. And what's happening next door is Ezra and Iko are trying to look in the house. Ezra has binoculars. Well, they see Zeno coming down the road. And they say, Zeno, you can help us. So they form a plan. And the plan is Zeno barges in in the house. She seats herself down to dinner. And she's making up stories about Ozan to Chagla about how he had so many girls and such. And basically, like, trying to prove that Ozan's not the one for you, Chagla. But at the dinner, she's also picking up on Chagla's um, mannerisms to Ozan. And she finds out that actually Chagla does like Ozan. Um, so she gets kicked out of the house and she goes, runs over to tell Ezra and Eco what happened. And Eco bring the nice brother he is. He's like, I got another plan. And so one of my favorite scenes in the show is when they, just, I have to touch on this, is when they both pop up behind the tree. Like what sibling energy right there. And we get there and their plan is to cut the power. So they go and try to find the cut the power and their dad catches them. And as true siblings are, they tr- they start putting the blame on each other. Their dad's like, what are you doing? He goes from what are you doing, finds out what they're doing, joins them on their quest to cut the power. So then Eko and, and the dad go off to cut the power and then Maneshki catches them. And Maneshki is like, what are you doing? And Maneshki is like, this lady came to try to get food for me to go serve her new daughter-in-law hell no let's cut the power and so they go and try to cut the power and instead of cutting the power for specifically the ozon house they cut the power for the whole neighborhood (laughs) it's complete blackout and what do they do they book it they're like (laughs) yeet they yeet out of there and that's when um Ozon, well, because all the power is completely cut. Everything's, everyone's in darkness. And Ozon's like, who else could this be? So he goes to Ezra and he's like, this was you. And she's like, no, how was this me? Like, how would this be me? Like, how is that possible? I wouldn't have cut my own power out too. And he's like, I know you, Ezra, but I, did he, he did he end up believing her at the end? That it wasn't her? Or did uh-huh. he still have her suspicions? He still yeah. had her suspicions. Because he said, I know you're so jealous of me. And oh, that's I where see. the fighting starts. Oh, yeah. They they fight. And then that's when Ezra tells him, why would I be jealous of someone that I've never loved? And it's like, come on, girl. Like, you've already told him that. Like, she keeps hitting him, like, really hard. And he gets really upset. And, you know, I don't blame him. Someone telling you that. Like, that's going to hurt. So then it's the end of the night. And Ozan is going to give Chagda a ride home. And, you know, Chagla is probably, like, all, like, excited because she's like, oh, my God, I just had dinner with the man that I'm falling in love with and his mother. But Ozan, our boy, shuts it down quick. And he's like, hey, like, you know, I just really want to say I'm sorry about all of this. But my mom's like that. Like, if there's ever, you know, a girl in my life, even if she's just my coworker, my mom's just going to assume or like try to get me to be with her but she doesn't understand that we're just friends and chagla's face drops and i don't blame her like she goes and she tells her brother well jinnar she's like oh like ozon friend zoned me and i'm like oh girl like i feel you but i don't you know i'm glad that he was direct with her like i'm glad he told her that 
I'm glad that the show is going where it's not jealousy and they're not using the twins to get back at one another. I've been really happy with that because that would just be like a mess of back and forth. And did we mention like if that were to happen, most likely the twins would try to use it as revenge and team up and it would just be chaotic. Not something we really want to enjoy. I agree with that. And I kind of, I just think it's funny that Ch- kind of Chaga was making fun of Chinara for getting friend zoned when she got friend zoned herself. Didn't he sh- didn't he say like work friend too? Yeah, when Jannar told her, I don't think it was in this episode, I think it was in the last one. Jannar's like, Oh, she told me that she only that Ezra only sees me as a friend. And she's like, Oh, like, you know, she kind of like poked fun at him. And girl just got friend zoned by Ozan. So it's like, well, you both got friend zoned. The, the friend zone twins, I'll call them. Yes. Not the Lannister ones. <laughs> oh, yeah, Lannister friend zone twins. <laughs> Something I want to point out, Chagla says, I just need some more alone time with Ozon. And I'm like, girl, let it go. He's going to shut you down. That's why I really kind of just don't like these twins because they think they don't take no as a no. They try to think they can turn no into a yes. And it's like, I'm being all like an annoying feminist right here. But like, no means no, bruh. From Ozon and Ezra. Exactly. Okay. I'm just going to say Ezra did not tell Jinnar no. Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay. But you know what? But she, she didn't take him seriously. That's like worse than a no. Back in the neighborhood, I just want to mention Ezra still doesn't believe Ozon about Togla. And so she's trying, she wants to try to catch them again. And she obviously can't take a hit. So we go to the next day. The next morning, it's kind of important because Ozon is talking about the night before to Musa. And Musa's like biting his tongue and he's talking major, mostly crap about Ezra, how she does this and she, she's, she says she, you know, is not jealous of me for someone who doesn't love me. And Musa is about to burst and he's about to say it. But then Ozan gets a call that he has to go to a meeting. So Musa was going to be our homeboy, but then he got interrupted. And then it, it's at the office and <laughs> Jannar has an admirer stalking him from afar. We get Gaia, the girl who found out that Jannar and Chaga are twins. And she's like, she's just like staring at him from a afar and Chanara's a little bit weirded out bro how do you think Esra felt that night anyway so Chanara asks Esra like hey is she staring he's like be cool just look so Esra in her true moment just looks around like starts looking like very obviously and I'm like yep that's such a relatable moment because I am exactly the same way um so we go and then basically Esra's like you guys would be cute and he's like Chanara's like nah guy's not my type and Esther's like, so what's your type? And he and basically he describes Esra. So late, a little bit later, Esther needs to give some documents to Chalga, but she's told she's taking a personal day. She also hears Ozan is going to take a personal day, and she, she just automatically puts two and two together and thinks, oh, they must be together. Jump into conclusions faster than some fandoms. <laughs> <laughs> well, then this whole thing with like Maneshke and Zumru about like becoming i don't know i guess like the what is it like the president of the the village or what was it called what what were they district District president president. oh district president thank you it was to become district president and maneshke has like this video on zumru and it was when zumru first came into the the neighborhood and she was like flaunting her wealth and like saying like how she's back and she has all this money and she's like kind of like dancing when 
the movers are unloading the trunk with all her fancy furniture. And Maneshke gets that video to get spread around because obviously, if you see a video like that, you're going to spread it. And what better way to spread it than going to your local salon and having the people do it there? And that's exactly what happens. I just want to say how Maneshke is exactly like Ali. She always has receipts. That is very true. Exactly. That that's is why I love true. her. <laughs> uh, but then you know it turns out because the all of the the votes are in and i'm over here i don't know i don't know if you girls thought the same thing but i for some reason was like it's gonna be someone else like i didn't think that either of them was gonna win i was thinking maybe like echo was going to do something and maybe put himself in or like rig it and he was gonna be the one to win the election <laughs> that would have been funnier that, i would have loved that that's what i thought was gonna happen so i was really surprised when the votes were in and it was both Zumru and Maneshke who are going to be co-district presidents together and Lord be with that town, that neighborhood, because they're going to need it. Well, God help them. But one thing I just wanted to mention, when Maneshke's face, when she thought she was lost, she lost, broke my heart. It was so sad. But the but the best picture was when the lady who counted the votes was holding their hands, but she was like super tall, so she was really like holding them high up, and their faces were like really upset, and they were like mumbling to one another, like "I hate you, this is not gonna work." Like it was really that was a funny moment too. So so now we're moving on to Ozan and Esther, where Esther has decided to follow Ozan in a cab, and the cab driver is getting really upset that she's taking forever. So she follows Ozan to this house and she tells the cab driver, hey, she's just going to be five minutes. She's like, and he's like, if you don't, if you don't come back in five minutes, I'm leaving. And that's exactly what the cab driver did. He stuck by his word. Ain't no, ain't no late. He, he left right on time. I don't know what ain't no late means. Please ignore my ain't, words. Ain't no late means ain't no late. That's what ain't no late. Ain't no late. Ain't no late. There we go. I, I, I've forgotten the ability to just to form words. English yoke. English, English yoke. <laughs> and so she's spying into the house and she sees Ozan. And she sees Ozan, but she keeps looking out for Chalga. And but as she's looking for Chalga, the cab driver had left. She hears the cab driver leaving and she's running and yelling after him. And Ozan hears her because she forgot she's supposed to be secretive. And he's like, Estra, what are you doing here? And she, and Estra just completely disregards the question. She's like, go have fun with whoever you're here with. And who comes out? Not Chalga, but Ozan's professor. And she's like, uh. And then Ozan just like trying to mend the situation. And he's like, this is Estra. And he's like, oh, you're the famous Estra. And Ozan tries to get rid of her to go get a cab. But like, Prof got us. He about to teach a thing or two, and he invites her to stay. Yes, he asked her, can you make the salad? So she ends up making the salad in the kitchen, and they're talking back and forth while Ozan is grilling. But um, I don't know if you noticed, he had the window open so he could hear the whole conversation. And the professor was basically saying that, you know, um, the divorce was hard on him. When, you know, they divorced, he went actually went to that house and stayed with the professor um, and that he didn't want to eat and had no motivation, but that Ozan learned himself and how to grow up basically from the divorce, which I kind of thought was an interesting fact 
and it makes sense because most likely his whole life he was dependent on his mother. And then when they got he got married to Ezra, he was kind of dependent on Ezra because he only in the beginning was he had his job and then he quit suddenly and she had to be financially supporting them and, you know, the housemaker and stuff. So, yeah, he kind of had to learn how to grow up in a sense. Yeah, and I can just tell that the professor is trying to talk to us, like, talk to them too because he knows they still like each other and I think he wants, like, he's trying to, like, this is just laying the groundwork for them getting back together. It's coming here from this professor. Well, I think since Ozon still has a relationship with his professor and since Ozon um, stayed with his professor after the divorce um, and he's still currently going to him, I'm pretty sure Ozon has told the professor what's been going on in his life and how Ezra has come back. And he maybe even told him that he still has feelings for her. So he's like, okay, I'm going to do what I can to get them to talk. I love that too. And I think um, I'm pretty sure the professor would have told Ozan, you, you still have feelings for her. And Ozan would have denied it. But like the, the professor knows. The professor always knows. He also has some very words of wisdom, you know, Gandhi over here, because he did say, um, Ezra in return said, you know, when I, when the, when the divorce happened, I too was hurt, but I couldn't tell anybody. And the professor was like, it's not really good to keep it all in. Um, you know, you would feel better if you let it all out, basically. And basically communicating. That's all he's saying, which is putting it to where it's like, you both need to communicate. And I just thought that was like, hopefully, I guess, breaking down maybe some walls that Ezra has, because she does have those walls really um, up. And I just... I'm, I'm happy she heard it from someone that wasn't her family, her friend, or her ex-husband, in a sense. Yeah, like, one thing the professor tells her, he's like, if you keep having these walls up, no one's going to ever ask you what's wrong, because they're just going to think you're always okay. And I think, honestly, that's just great life advice, that sometimes you can't just wait for someone to ask you what's wrong. Because if you act like, like what he said, if you act like you're okay, no one's going to do it. Sometimes you have to take the initiative and open up to a person. Most definitely. Ozan hearing this kind of gets a smile on his face um, and also is probably understanding of their conversation. He then comes in the kitchen, says that the barbecue's ready. The professor steps out and um, Ozan asks Ezra, um, do you need any help? So married again. And then their hands touch the bowl. And I know we just get like glimpse of these and you think probably like a hand touch. What the heck on a bowl? Like, why is that such a big deal? But we've been really deprived the last couple episodes. So these little crumbs, as we said, is all we need to know that like they're so married and just so meant for each other. So, yes, I swooned over the hands touching the salad bowl. I agree because I went to Starbucks today and my hands touched this other man's hands and I just knew he was the one for me. You know? Are you guys are you guys married? Are you guys married? Uh well we're gonna get married someday. I'm just not sure when, but you know, just the hand touch meant everything. It let me know that he was really serious. It's happening. We gotta we gotta fly out to the wedding. Yes. And honestly, like that hand touch hand touching the book, that's it. They had sex right up there on that table. <laughs> oh, at the perfect He's like, this isn't exactly what I had in mind, but all right, cool. 
He was like, whoa, make up so fast. Okay, I get it. Well, you know what? That would have been perfect for them. They really just need to talk it out. So there we go. Talk, wink, wink. Exactly. I'm getting all like, oh, never mind. <laughs> um, then we go to them talking outside, some more communication. Professor is telling some funny stories about Ozan in front of Ezra, and they're laughing, having a great time. I think the professor was a little drunk at dinner because he talks about going to bed, but just like how he was acting, he seemed a little slurring his words. Um, he goes to bed, and then, of course, they can't be left alone together because it gets awkward, apparently, or, you know, tension. Ezra wants to leave, and Ozan's saying, no, I need you to sit. I need to talk to you. So she sits, and Ozan's questioning her, and she gets a shiver and then decides to um, whip out her jacket from her purse. Well, wouldn't you know? What jacket is it? The jacket from the hospital. Yes, so it's the jacket from the hospital. Of course, Ozan recognizes that jacket, and he says, uh, Ezra, that was your jacket? And she's like, oh, shoot, I'm caught. I got caught in a lie. And he said, why didn't you tell me? I've been talking crap about you basically these past three days. Why didn't you tell me it was you? I said so much bad things about you. I've been talked bad behind your back. And she said that you looked happy with Chagla. She's like, I saw you happy with Chagla. I thought you guys were something. So I thought, why would I ruin that? Yeah. And he's like, sir, like, I don't get what you're doing. Like, you say you didn't go with me to the hospital, but you buy me these tangerines. You, you're do, like you're doing all these nice things for me. Why would you do all these nice things for a, for a man that you say you don't love? And then they and they get really close, and it looks like they're about to kiss. And then I thought they were gonna kiss. I was screaming at my computer screen. I was like, first when the ja- when she brought out the jacket, I was like, oh my god, oh my god, it's happening. And then yeah, Raven, when they got close, I was like, oh my god, they're gonna kiss. It's gonna happen. They're gonna kiss. They're gonna kiss. And they didn't kiss, but it was a bomb episode, and I felt like we got so much progress with them, and that end scene with them actually talking and not yelling at each other, and Ezra not telling him, why would I be jealous of a man I never loved? She didn't say it, so I'm like, yes, this was a success. This was such a good episode. I am so excited to go into Bolum 8. Because we just saw the second fragment today and it was bomb AF. <laughs> and they were all Ezad. <laughs> I know. Oh my God. It was so good. It was super hot. Like I know people are going to do like 50 shades of gray style type of edits with that. Oh my God. Just, it was a bomb, bomb frag- fragment. Yes. Um, it's a dream, but it's a bomb fragment. Okay. Ray, Ray, come on. Let's not, let's, no, no, Ray Ray, no, because, no. I have to agree because, like, those, no, no, I'm sorry, and I hate to say that, like, I love the dream, but I'm happy that it's the dream, but maybe they'll surprise us with, like, another Chris, you never know, like, this may be the dream, but always, you always know, most likely, dreams and dizzies become reality, so it might not happen in the meeting room that you can see through, it might not happen there, but it might happen somewhere else, that's how I knew it was a dream. (laughs) It's because I'm like, oh my god, if Ray Ray says it, if she says it, it's gonna happen because this girl, Ray Ray, says stuff and it happens in DZ. So okay, I okay, I'm okay with that. If if the the kiss in the office in the see-through room, yeah, it's most likely going to be a dream, but maybe they will surprise us at the end with an actual kiss. 
But like, I was even surprised that happened in this previous episode where he pulled uh, when he pulled her and was like up against the wall. I was like, dude, the walls are see through. Like, what is your ex- who? Are, what are you gonna say when someone but catches you there? Where from where are they see through? I don't think you can see the person. They're just like very dark see through. They're like blurry see through. Or maybe it's the type of office, like the type of glass where you can, if you're in inside, you can see out, but whoever's out can't see in. Oh, and if that's the case, that. if that's the case, lock the doors, turn off the lights, and just you know get down to business right then and there. <laughs> you could see how much we've been deprived of them these last couple episodes. Um, no, I think it's going to be really good. I uh, because the first um, fragment was basically the beginning of next week's episode where um, she keeps asking about Chagla, 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 and he finally says. There's nothing between Chagla and I. And she gets that smile on her face. So I think it's just going to be hopefully communication here on out. Until yeah. something, you know, dramatic happens. Which we all know is going to happen. Yes. And I'm honestly looking forward to it so much. Unfortunately, I can't see this Friday's episode. I'm so sad. Actually, no, I get to watch it live. But I can't. I'll have to wait a couple of days to watch it with subs. Because I know we said this in the beginning. But this is my last episode for uh, like about a month i know but but we're gonna i'm just glad that you're still going to be part of the podcast and even if it's in a small way it's it's gonna make such a big difference because ray ray like i always tell you 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 are the heart of the podcast and we're gonna miss you so so much but we're excited for you to go um is it across seas overseas overseas Overseas. is across seas and even a word or a phrase you can make it Okay, overseas and across seas. So we just wish you like a beautiful, fun, and safe trip. And we know our audience is gonna miss you because we're gonna miss you so so much. But just send us like your what's it called? Your voice memos or your yes. notes. Um, you'll still be on the TL, so you can definitely expect Ray to be screaming. screaming. Yeah, screaming. Oh, the- <laughs> I'll still be screaming from dizzy vibes. Yes, exactly. Don't worry, the girls have something in store so you don't miss me for too long. But we will miss you. And thank you again, listeners. We truly appreciate all the support we get. And we can't wait for you to come by with us next week. Bye. Bye. See ya. We'll miss you, Ray.